but this one did not say that, so I don't know if it is the same, but anyway, the point of this in that little rant is that I've taken this test before, not on this website, but like I've taken a personality test before and it wasn't the exact same result. So yeah, if you get something, remember that it can change and your personality changes over time. Also, before we get into my exact results and everything about that, don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, follow, do all the things. I know I say this every episode, but I think it's a really good reminder. And yeah, also thank you to everyone who's been leaving reviews. We're almost at 20 reviews, which is pretty cool. I really appreciate hearing what y'all think and it makes me happy. So yeah, thank you so much. Hey girly girls, happy Monday and welcome back to the pod. So let's just jump right in with the best and worst of the week. So the best of the week is that I don't have school today. It's currently Friday and let's just say today has been a very interesting day. Um, This morning, I actually tried to pierce my ears. I did my third piercing and it took like an hour because... um. One of the needles got stuck, and then the other one, I just didn't put it in straight, so it was at such an angle, but now they're in. It's a few hours later. I took some Tylenol. It's kind of starting to hurt now. When I first did it, it really didn't hurt, but now it kind of does, and I told my mom, she's not that mad. She was more just like, you're stupid, so I mean, that's fine. I haven't told my dad. He'll probably also just say, you're stupid. But you know, it's okay because it looks cute. It might be a little uneven. Might have to get it redone. But you know, it was fun. It was a learning experience. I made sure to sanitize everything. So hopefully I won't get an infection. But uh, yeah, so I just finished my English homework after I pierced my ears. I ate a muffin. And then later today, oh my god, I'm so excited. Three movies came out today, and I want to see all of them, okay? The first one is After We Collided. It's the second after movie, and it came out on Amazon Prime. Um, I'm going to watch that right after I finish recording this. I was super tempted just to be like, no, no. Oh my god, why did I sound like I was like, ah. I was tempted just to not record this episode today just so I could watch all the movies, but I'm like, no gotta do it. So, I'm gonna record this episode, then watch After We Collided. There's also a second Borat movie coming out, which I really want to see, and then Shawn Mendes made a movie, and if you don't know anything about me, well, I'm low-key obsessed with Shawn Mendes. I went to his concert last summer. Um, best day ever. I literally cried and almost peed my pants. He's so sexy. Oh my god, I love him. But anyway, yeah, So, I'm super excited to watch all of those. So, that's pretty much my plan for the rest of the day. And then I have, like, other homework, but honestly, I think I'm just going to do it over the weekend because I really want to watch these movies. And my dad's at work today and my mom is out of town, so that means I have to watch the dog, Tilly. So, I probably should walk her. Um, I'm not a very good dog mom, okay? I feel bad, but, like, I'm really not... It's not my thing, but yeah, so today is a good day and cool. So worst of the week was just some friend drama at the beginning of the week, and I don't really want to talk about it just in case someone who's a part of it is listening, 
but it was just a rough week and it was not very fun to deal with. There were tears and yeah, but I mean today has been a good day so far. That was just at the beginning of the week and it was just kind of rough and not really the best to deal with. And also, I'm literally recording this episode two weeks before it's supposed to go out because um, I recorded my previous episode about Guy Best Friends super early and yeah, so everything that's happening now will have happened like two weeks ago, which is kind of weird to think about, but I know that this is like early for me to record, but I just thought I might as well just stay on schedule and just record every Friday, so then let's say for one week if I wasn't really feeling it that I wouldn't have to miss an episode, you know? So I'd rather just do that, and I'm just hoping that this friend drama will be resolved by the time this episode goes out, and yeah, but I mean, it wasn't that bad. It was just kind of rough. So the quote of the week is actually from a poem. I'm not going to say her name right. I I apologize. Please <laughs> don't attack me. Rupi Kaur? Kaur? I don't know, but she wrote Milk and Honey and the Sun is also her fl- the Sun and Her Flowers, which I've read both of her books of poems. They're super good. So this is from one of those and it is Let it go, let it leave, let it happen. Nothing in this world was promised or belonged to you anyway. All you own is yourself. And I really liked this quote cuz I just think It helps you remember that everything isn't in your control, but what you do have control over is yourself and what you do, and also how you handle things that are thrown at you. And this quote resonated with me, especially with all the drama that I've had to deal with, and it's nice to relate to something like this. And I've read both of her books, and they're really good and super inspiring, and... Yeah, I don't know, maybe one day I'll just, like, go through it and pick out some of my favorite poems from there, but you should definitely check her out if you liked this poem. Check out her books if you haven't already. Also, DM me if you've read any of her books, because they're super good and really relatable. So, this week, I've just been, like, super over online school. I'm so done with it. It's it's not my favorite. I say this every episode, but I just want to go back in person, but I can't because the cases in Kentucky are rising, so that really sucks. And as I've already said, my mom is out of town. She's in California right now with my grandma, and it's a long weekend. I'm going to watch some movies, and yeah, I'm super excited for the weekend, super excited for everything that is coming And I have a lot to get done this weekend. Last night, um, I stayed up till 12. We had the presidential debate, which was not a shit show like the last one, which was good. But it was still kind of hard to listen to. It got boring at some points, but I listened to the whole thing. And then after that, I did some Instagram post things, like made Instagram posts Then I also scheduled my weekly newsletter and wrote that. Also, if you're not a part of that, then what are you doing? Uh, Join it. Link in description. You get to hear more about my weeks and what I've been going through, and it's a lot more specific. And also, I tell you some of my favorite things from that week. So if you're interested in that and want to hear more from me, then definitely make sure to join. And then also, yesterday, 
I did the majority of my homework, so today I only really had to do English, and then over the weekend I just have to do some more, like, long-term project things. But yeah, the weather is good. I'm wearing a dress. I feel like whenever I record, I wear the same outfit. I guess that's because whenever I'm recording, I'm in a good mood. But it's my blue flowery dress. It's super cute. It's from Target. It's my fave. And I just feel super cute, super excited to talk about my personality test and my results today. And also, I thought I should mention this, but I was inspired by the Wild Till 9 podcast because they did something like this, testing their compatibility and talked about, like, personality tests. So then I got super bored one day and I was like, well, might as well. So then I did and here we are. And so I took the test on Wednesday and it's the Meyer Briggs personality test from 16 personalities. And I'll have the website linked in the description. So if you also want to do this, then go for it. And it takes around like 15 to 20 minutes And also, let me know what your personality is because I think it's really cool. And also, if you have the same one as me, that'd be kind of cool. Let me know if it's accurate also. And this actually wasn't the first time that I've taken a personality test. I've taken one in eighth grade, I think. We had to do it for some class, but instead it wasn't online. It was on paper. We had to answer all these questions. I think there were like a hundred And I don't really remember what I got, but I feel like it was kind of the same. But all I remember was that for the career path, it should said that I should be a counselor. For the personality test, I got an ISFJ-T. I don't know if I'm supposed to say the dash T. So that is pretty much, it's called the Defender Personality And I'm just going to go through a few of the things that it says that I have, and then I'll let you know, like, how accurate it actually is. So, I'm just going to say, like, what each, like, main category thing it says I am. So, introverted, observant, feeling, judging, and turbulent. What that pretty much means, because that probably made zero sense, introverted is how we interact with the environment and it says that introverted individuals prefer solitary activities and get exhausted by social interaction and they tend to be quite sensitive to external stimulations for example sound sight smell in general and I got 86% introverted 14% extroverted I would say that's pretty accurate you can ask any of my friends I'm definitely a very introverted person Doing social things really is super draining. It makes me exhausted. I get tired. And I'd rather just sit in my room, read a book, watch a movie, go for a walk, you know, all those things. And I really wouldn't want to go to a party. It makes me anxious. So I would say that's pretty accurate. And then the next trait is related to energy. And this shows how we direct our mental energy. And I had... 54% observant, 46% intuitive, so that's pretty close, I guess. Observant is, or if you're observant, it says that you're highly practical, pragmatic, and down-to-earth, and that you have strong habits and focus on what's happening or has already happened. I would say that's pretty accurate. I definitely try to set habits. I mean, of course, it's hard to keep habits, especially if they're challenging, 
But I would say I'm very practical and that I definitely try to focus on what's happening. But also I can tend to dwell on things that have already happened. And I would definitely say that I'm pretty empathetic. I try to relate with people. I mean, you guys know I have this podcast. Um, If someone's going through something, I try to talk to them, try to help them. And I would definitely say that I'm not competitive. So that's pretty accurate too. Even when I played volleyball, um, I could care less if we won or if we lost. Like I was just there to have fun. I wasn't very competitive. And I feel like that's not a good quality to have as like a teammate, but I was just there to have fun. And I definitely think that I do try to focus on social harmony and cooperation. I don't like when people fight. I don't like seeing conflict. It stresses me out. And that's just not my fave thing. So the next major topic is tactics. And this trait reflects our approach to work, planning, and decision making. So I had 57% judging, 43% prospecting. So I was mostly judging, but again, these are a little close together. So judging individuals are decisive, thorough, and highly organized, and they value clarity, predictability, closure, preferring structure, and planning to spontaneity. Spontaneity, yeah. So 100% accurate, yes. I would say I'm very organized. Um, My parents think I have OCD. I really don't, but... And I would say I'm very thorough, and I definitely value predictability. I don't like change. I don't like surprises. I like knowing what's going to happen. I mean, literally, I write to-do lists almost every day, like having a plan, and I like having things scheduled, okay? I don't like finding things out last minute. It stresses me out, and I don't like that. I also like closure, and I definitely prefer structure. I don't like when teachers are teachers say, okay, just do whatever. No, I like to know exactly what I need to do, how I need to do it. And yeah, I think that's just, it's kind of like a safety blanket for me, makes me feel better. And I really don't like being spontaneous. Again, it makes me anxious. And for all those people who are spontaneous, that's cool. I'm jealous of you. Like rock on. You're cool. Can't relate. Okay. The next one is identity and it says this trait underpins all the others showing how confident we are in our abilities and decisions so i had 82 percent turbulent 18 percent assertive dang that's a really big gap okay so i was mostly turbulent and it says turbulent individuals are self-conscious and sensitive to stress they are likely to experience a wide range range of emotions and to be success driven driven perfectionists and eager to improve uh yeah 100% I would definitely say I'm not really self-conscious about um myself per se or like physical traits but more self-conscious about what I do and not thinking what I do is good enough like this my blog or this podcast or schoolwork not really self-conscious about like myself as a person just because I know I'm cool but like the actual stuff that I do it's just I get worried about what other people think I don't think it's good enough and I've definitely say that I'm very success driven um my parents have always told me that I need to be successful that I will be successful and it's just a lot of pressure I think 
and I'm definitely a perfectionist. I mean, I don't know, uh, maybe not. I'd say I'm kind of a perfectionist, but not really. I mean, compared to some people, it might seem like I am, but then I have other friends who are like absolutely 100% without a doubt a perfectionist, and I wouldn't say that's me. I just always try to do the best of my abilities, and I don't like doing something half-ass, like half-assing something and leaving it knowing when I could do something better like and focus on the past or like something I said in the past or whatever. So the next part is nature and it says this trait determines how we make decisions and cope with emotions and I had 88% feeling and 12% thinking. Oop. So feeling individuals are sensitive and emotionally expressive and they are more empathetic and less competitive than thinking types and focus on social harmony and cooperation. And I would say out of like all these major traits, this one is definitely the most accurate. I would definitely say I'm a sensitive person and that I try to express my emotions. I'm not afraid to show people my emotions, especially like friends or parents. Like if I'm sad, I'll let someone know. And I'm not really scared to, like, cry in front of people. I mean, I've literally cried in the middle of school before. Like, I I don't care. For example, literally last night, I spent an hour creating two Instagram posts just because I wanted them to be perfect. I wanted them to fit in my feed. And I don't even know if they're even that good or if anyone will notice. But just little things like that, I think, really get to me and I guess show some perfectionist traits. And I would definitely say that I'm eager to improve. I love improving. I'm always looking to improve myself, what I'm doing. And I'm always just trying to be better, striving to be better. So, yeah. So, that was just like a little overview of some of the traits. Next, I was thinking of going more in depth about what it says about being an ISFJ-T. You can also be an ISFJ-A, which I think just means it's the same, but like assertive instead of turbulent. Also, I don't know if I mentioned this, but my personality type is called the defender. So whenever I mention that, that's just instead of saying ISFJ-T, because that's kind of hard to say, and I think I've already messed it up a few times. So yeah, let's just get more into it and see what it has to say about like the specifics and if it's actually accurate or not. So it says, defenders have a tendency to underplay their accomplishments and while their kindness is often respective, more cynical and selfish people are likely to take advantage of defenders' dedication and humbleness by pushing work onto them and taking the credit. So, yes, I would definitely say this is true, especially in school, relating to people taking advantage in, like, group projects, because I feel like people tend, or at least in a group, people will think that if they don't do something, then I'll just pick up the slack and do something, which is usually most the case, because, I mean, I think that I'll do it better than them, which, I mean, maybe that's really arrogant and self-centered, but, like, I would do better than better than them. So, I, yeah. I also think that's part of the personality where I just think I'm better than other people, which is really awful to say and makes me sound very egotistical. But, guys, I swear that some people are just, like, absolute, like, stupid idiots. 
And I wouldn't say I'm the smartest person in the world, but I'm definitely not stupid. And some people are, and it pisses me off. Okay, that isn't even related, but anyways. So, I would also agree that I definitely underplay my accomplishments. I really just get embarrassed when I do something. I don't like being the center of attention. I don't like people really finding out. I like to keep things secret. And I don't know, that's probably not really good, but... Yeah, and it also says that defenders are naturally social, which is kind of weird for introverts, which is so true, I guess, kind of. I would say that when I'm with my friends, I'm pretty social, but, like, I am an introvert, but if someone doesn't invite me, then I'm not going to try to go out there and try to be social, but, like, if if I am invited, then I'll go most of the times. It also says relating to um, not taking credit or underplaying accomplishments and, like, letting people take advantage of you, that um, defenders may never be truly comfortable in the spotlight, totally agree, and may feel guilty taking due credit for team efforts. Defenders are also likely to feel a level of satisfaction in what they do that many other personality types can only dream of. So, I would agree with that, that I am have never really been comfortable in the spotlight, I don't really like public speaking. I mean, I don't mind it. Like, I'm not scared of it. I had to take a public speaking class, but I don't like when I'm in a big group of people and the subject is related to me. Like, that stresses me out, and I really don't enjoy that type of attention. And I would also agree that in group projects, I would not care to take um, all the credit for something that makes me feel uncomfortable, and then I feel like people will get mad at me, even if I did do more. Like, it stresses me out, and I don't like that, but I definitely also agree that I do feel a level of satisfaction in what I do, especially with this podcast. I'm proud of it. It just makes me, I don't really like telling my friends about it or my family about it. I mean, a lot of my friends do know, and most of my family does, but it's just, it makes me uncomfortable when people talk about it. Yeah, and I don't really like talking about it with my friends because I feel like it's more just something that I'm doing and it's like, you can listen to this podcast, but I mean, I'd rather you not. And there's some people who I've told that to and they still listen. And if they are listening to this, then yes, I am talking about you. If you're confused, then it's, it's fine. Okay, so moving on to some strengths and weaknesses of my personality type. Um, Yeah, so let's just start out with the strengths. So, because, I mean, what weaknesses are there? None. Literally none. I mean, I'm practically perfect. So, the first one is supportive. And it says that defenders are universal helpers, sharing their knowledge, experience, time, and energy with anyone who needs it, and are all the more so with friends, and family. People with this personality type strive for win-win situations, choosing empathy over judgment whenever possible. I would say that's pretty accurate. I mean, that kind of makes me sound like a saint, but like for the majority of time, I mean, I like helping people. If you listen to the guy best friend episode, then you would know that um, I want to major in psychology. I like listening to people. I like helping people. My dad's a doctor. He's always told me that he wanted to be a doctor because he wanted to help people. And I just think that I always feel a need to help someone or to help someone who's struggling. 
And especially if I've gone through the same thing and I try to give my advice. I mean, this is why I started the podcast. I like helping people. I want to share my experiences and help other teen girls and also just be like relatable and, you know, like your BFF, which I mean, we practically are BFFs. So yeah, the next two, I guess one, two-ish, they group these words together, is reliable and patient. Rather than offering sporadic, excited rushes that leave things half-finished, defenders are meticulous and careful, taking a steady approach and bending with the needs of the situation just enough to accomplish their end goals. Defenders not only ensure that things are done to the highest standard, but often go well beyond what is required. Uh, yeah. I would say that's very true. Um, I never leave anything half-finished, really. Well, I mean, today when I was piercing my ears, I almost left the needle in and was like, whatever, fuck it, I'm just gonna leave it in. But then I realized that I couldn't take it out, so I had to keep going. So, I mean, but most things I do, I always try to finish, and that's why I think it's so hard for me to take breaks with the podcast or the blog, just because I feel like I'm not living up to what I know that I can do and what goals that I have and the high standards that I set for myself because I think that's where often I would have my downfall is that I have such high standards and expectations for me and the work that I do that it's often really hard and challenging when I don't meet those standards even though most of the time they can be very unrealistic and unachievable but I always think that it's good to set higher standards for yourself just to see what you can accomplish and what you should be striving for. So the next one is imaginative and observant. Defenders are very imaginative and use this quality as an accessory to empathy, observing others' emotional states and seeing things from their perspective. With their feet firmly planted on the ground, it is a very practical imagination, though they do find quite fast. So I would also say this is pretty accurate. As always, I try to see things from other people's perspectives, And when someone's telling me something, I try to think about why they would have done this, um, why they were feeling this way, and how they could have interpreted the situation versus how I've been interpreting it. Because I always think it's important to view things from the other person's perspective, to just see that we all really see things differently. And even today, for my English class, we had to do watch a lot of videos about the philosophy of linguistics and just how there's a difference between um, what the speaker means versus what the audience is understanding. So I always think that's important to keep in mind what the other person is thinking, all their character traits that would maybe make them draw that conclusion. So I always try to keep that in mind. So again, pretty accurate. And there are just three more of the um, strengths, and then I'll move on to the weaknesses. So the next strength is enthusiastic, and it says, when the goal is right, defenders take all this support, reliability, and imagination and apply it to something they believe will make a difference in people's lives, whether fighting poverty with a global initiative or simply making a customer's day. Um, I don't really know if that's very accurate. I mean, I would say all these... Um, strengths are making me seem like I'm a saint and that I am always thinking of others, which I would say is not true. Of course, I'm not perfect. Of course, I have selfish moments and think about myself. So I would say this strength is definitely 
I would not say not me. I know this sounds horrible to say, but like I think it's very easy as people to only focus on what affects us. And I often fall victim to that, thinking that if it doesn't affect me, then it doesn't matter. So while I often fall into that mindset, I don't think this trait really um, represents me. So I would say X that one out. Um, So not really enthusiastic. So the next one is loyal and hardworking. Given a little time, this enthusiasm will grow into loyalty. Defender personalities often form an emotional attachment to the ideas and organizations they've dedicated themselves to. Anything short of meeting their obligations with good hard work fails their own expectations. I would say that's pretty accurate. That I would often say that I do get attached to things I'm doing like this podcast or like my blog and that again when something doesn't meet meet my expectations I see it as not good and not good enough and that I need to start over so the next one is good practical skills it says the best part defenders have the practical sense to actually do something with all this altruism if mundane if mundane routine tasks are what need to be done defenders can see the beauty and harmony that they create because they know that it helps them care for their family friends and anyone else who needs it um no that's boring uh, no, can't relate. I don't like that one. This is making me seem like I'm such an amazing person, which, like, half of these I don't relate to, and it's making me feel kind of shitty, but, like, no. If something's boring, then I mean I'll do it, but it's not because I want it to be better for other people. It's because I know I have to do it, if that makes sense. Okay, moving on to the weaknesses. I wonder if these will be more accurate or less accurate. I mean, we'll see shortly. So, the first one is humble and shy. It says, the meek shall inherit the earth, but it's a long road if they receive no recognition at all. This is possibly the defender's biggest challenge as they are so concerned with others' feelings that they refuse to make their thoughts known or to take any duly earned credit for their contributions defenders standards for themselves are so high that knowing that they could do some minor aspect of a task better they often downplay their success entirely i would say this is like 50 50 accurate i think that in middle school this would have been 100 percent accurate is that i would be so focused on other people's feelings that i would refuse to acknowledge my own thoughts But I think as I've grown older, that isn't as accurate and I do pay more attention to what I'm thinking and how I'm feeling because, of course, I always think it's best to focus on yourself, focus on on what you need to improve before you go out helping other people because if you can't even help yourself, then how are you going to help anyone else? So I don't think that part is accurate, but again, relating to the standards, I would say that I do have high standards. And that when I figure out something I could have done better, that I do downplay my success. And I do that a lot. And I think that, I guess that is a weakness. I don't know. But I would definitely relate to that. I do downplay my success. I try to make other people feel better if they haven't accomplished as many things or aren't quote unquote as successful as I am. Though, how successful can you be as a 16 year old high school junior? I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. But yeah, I would say 50-50. So the next one is that 
I take things too personally. It says defenders have trouble separating personal and impersonal situations. Any situation is still an interaction between two people after all. And any negativity from conflict or criticism can carry over from their professional to their personal lives and back again. Um, again, I would say this was me in middle school, but now not really. I mean, I definitely don't think I take things too personally. For example, in my English class, we had to do workshops for our essay. So we had to read an essay aloud to the class and then we had to get constructive criticism. And if I did this in English, I would have thought all the negative things people were saying about my essay was like attacks on me, but I did not take it that way. It was all super helpful, super constructive. And even when someone was like, this is not working at all, I wouldn't wouldn't be like, oh my god, they hate me. Like, they hate me as a person. And then, therefore, since they said something bad about my essay, um, I don't like them, they don't like me. No. So, I would say that I don't take things too personally. And if something happens in a school, podcast, or blogging scenario, I'm not going to carry that over until into how the person sees me personally because I think that there should always be a separation between professional and personal life so no I don't agree with that the next one is that ISFJ-Ts repress their feelings and it says people with the defender personality types are private and very sensitive internalizing their feelings a great deal much in the way that defenders protect others' feelings, they must protect their own, and this lack of healthy emotional expression can lead to lots of stress and frustration. I would say this is kind of accurate. It depends on the situation and who the person is, but often I have found that there are times where, for long periods of time, I won't say how I'm feeling and that it'll build up and just kind of explode, but I think I've gotten better at that over time, but of course I still struggle with it. And I often struggle with overthinking where I'll just replay things in my mind over and over again. So that is also related, I guess. I definitely think that it can lead to a lot of stress and frustration and just overall anxiety about like being with another person, especially if it's about someone. I know I've done this with friends. If something's bothering me with them and I won't tell them and then I'll just keep thinking about it, and then they'll be mad at me, and then I'll snap at them, but they won't know why, and I think I've gotten better at this. I mean, I try to tell people when they're annoying me, which I think that is, this isn't listed on here, I don't think, but a big weakness is that I get so annoyed by people. I just can't handle stupidity. I've said that in multiple episodes. Like, I don't fuck with stupid people, and this might sound very arrogant, and it is, but I I can't, and it bothers me so much. Okay, moving on. So, the next weakness is that I overload myself, and it says, Defender's strong sense of duty and perfectionism combined with this aversion to emotional conflict to create a situation which is far too easy for defenders to overload themselves or to be overloaded by others, as they struggle silently to meet everyone's expectations, especially their own. I would say out of all the, these weaknesses, this one has so far been the most accurate. I would definitely say that I do have a strong sense of duty and perfectionism, and that this can lead for me to overload myself, but I don't know if it's per se emotionally more like things that I make myself do and that I feel like I have to do. For example, as I mentioned, I feel like I can't take a break from doing stuff. I 
when I'm doing homework, I feel like I can't stop because I'm on such a high, um, not actually high, guys, but, like, you know what I mean, like, uh, productivity high where they called like the flow state or whatever so I feel like I have to keep going like with the podcast I feel like I can't miss a week with the blog I feel like I can't miss a week and I think that can lead to overload and I often have such high expectations for myself that I feel like when I'm not meeting those standards that I'm not good enough and that I failed even though I just set too high standards for myself you know and I'm related to like emotionally Um, I don't exactly understand what that means, but I guess in middle school, I would always try to meet everyone's expectations about what other people thought of me or what I thought they thought of me, and that could lead to me not feeling the best about myself. Um, the next weakness is reluctance to change. (laughs) Yeah, so these challenges can be particularly hard to address since defender personalities value traditions and history highly in their decisions. A situation sometimes needs to reach a breaking point before defenders are persuaded by circumstances or the strong personality of a loved one to alter the course. Um, 100%. Uh, this one is probably the only weakness that is 100% accurate. I hate change. You can ask anyone in my family. I don't like it. Um, my mom often talks about us moving houses, moving to South Carolina. I'm like, I know. Or like, both my siblings go to boarding school, so people always ask me, why don't you go to boarding school, Carmen? Why don't you just transfer senior year? But I honestly, I feel like I do I do find a boarding school, but it's just because of the change that I don't like that. And as this description said, that it takes a lot for me to change and to do something that causes change, which I think is not good because change is what creates growth. And so if everything's stagnant, then there's not going to be any growth, which means there's no improvement, which is kind of hypocritical to what the personality type was saying that I was earlier, since if I always strive to be improving, then it's ironic that I'm so reluctant to change, which I mean is so true. And I think that in a lot of personalities, a lot of the traits are super hypocritical and super ironic. The next one is too altruistic. And it says this is all compounded and reinforced by the defender's otherwise wonderful quality of altruism. Being such warm, good-natured people, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) defenders are willing to let things slide, to believe that things will get better soon, to not burden others by accepting their offers of help while their troubles mount unassisted. So I would say this one is kind of true. I mean, I guess it is, but I do often let things slide, like if someone does something, but I don't forget about it and I'll remember it in the future with future actions, but I do definitely think that I'm reluctant to ask people for help and to get help from others. I mean, for example, with math homework, I will wait till I reach a breaking point before I ask for help. I'll wait till I'm in tears, till I've been doing it for three hours, and then I'll finally email my teacher. But just things like that, um, I don't like asking for help. I like trying to figure things out by myself, but I think I've gotten better at that over time. There are some other things that it just goes over. So that was pretty much just like a little summary going through my personality type. And yeah, so 
as you could tell, not everything was 100% accurate, but I would say it's definitely more accurate than like a zodiac sign or the anagram thing, things. Um, I think for the anagram, I'm type four. Let me see. Okay, I don't remember what my anagram is, but I think it was something like the perfectionist or something. I don't remember what number that was. I mean, that was pretty accurate. And I don't know. I think it's interesting that, like, to be able to take tests like these just with technology and everything and how they can have parts that are pretty accurate. And, of course, there's going to be things that aren't accurate because how can you describe... Um, millions of people's personalities just with one test with 100 questions or something it doesn't make sense but overall pretty accurate and it was pretty fun to do but definitely some things not accurate not true and I think it's important just to remember that your personality changes over time even on this website it was saying that you should take the test every six months to see how your personality changes because of course like I've been saying my personality was not the same in middle school as it is now. Like, things change over time due to circumstances as you get older, mature, and grow. So, I think it's important not to weigh yourself so heavily on what you get on this one personality test you take, you took in, like, junior year or something and then base that off your the rest of your life and decide your career path based on it like don't do that okay this is just something fun you can do fun to do with your friends I think the anagram test is probably more fun than this one but this one the Meyer-Briggs test it's pretty descriptive so it gives more information about that you can also look at zodiac signs too my zodiac sign is literally the complete opposite of me I'm a Sagittarius my birthday is December 18th in case anyone was wondering and I know a few other podcasters have birthdays in December and there's also someone else who has a birthday on December 18th so a birthday twins but yeah so that's super exciting so as I was saying Sagittarius complete opposite of me it's really funny because it's also the complete opposite of um what this personality test says too even though the personality test isn't 100% me but like even that is super opposite. I mean, as a Sagittarius, it says that I'm supposed to be adventurous, sociable, outgoing, which is like 100% wrong. I mean, for my twin sister, that's pretty accurate. But for me, no. As it was, as the um, Meyer-Briggs test was saying, I'm pretty introverted. I don't like change. (laughs) So pretty opposite of Sagittarius qualities. And I just think that's interesting, just seeing what everything everyone thinks about stuff also like I feel like so many people are obsessed with astrology and follow it so um dogmatically for example my friends are so obsessed with astrology and they have even like apps on their phone that send them daily notifications about um how their week is gonna go what to expect for the rest of the day And I've even had a friend walk up to me and be like, my astrology app told me that I would have conflict with friends today. So I guess that explains why we had a fight. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what does this app know about your life? I just don't understand. Astrology has really never been accurate for me. Maybe that's just because of the sources I've been using. But I don't know. I feel like maybe if you went to like a professional or something or someone who knew a lot about it, it might be more accurate. But so far for me, 
just looking at the internet, the interweb, it has not been very accurate and I don't really follow it or believe exactly what it says. I mean, it's super fun just to read some of the stuff it says that'll happen. I mean, right now, Mercury's in retrograde, like, what the fuck does that mean? I don't even know, but, like, people keep telling me that, like, today when I pierced my ears, someone was like, well, I guess it's because Mercury's in retrograde, which literally made me pee my pants and was the funniest thing, but, like, I don't know what that means, or, like, in another podcast, someone said it, and my mom said it, and my mom said it, and she doesn't even know what it means, and we looked it up, and it just did not make sense, and I don't understand, and I just don't understand how planets moving affects my romantic life or a recent conflict I had with my friend. Like, I, it does not make any sense to me. I don't understand at all. And I don't, I just, (laughs) it makes no sense. If you believe in astrology, please let me know. Please let me know if it's accurate. Cause like, I don't know who all this stuff is accurate for. And if it is accurate for you, then that's freaking cool. But like, not for me. Also, you know those Instagram posts that are like, your favorite drink has zodiac signs or whatever, and it's like, shows you the drink that your zodiac sign would like the best, and mine is never the one that I actually like, but I always look at it. It's like on Refinery29 or something, I don't know, something like that, and (laughs) I think it's funny that I look at all those things, but yeah, I don't believe anything that it says. Literally, I swear every single podcaster on Instagram is a Sagittarius, and I think I know at least three, which is really funny because when I was younger, I only knew, like, two people born in December, and I thought I was special, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so rare. I'm a December baby. I'm a Sagittarius. No, there's literally so many people born in December. Like, now I know so many people, and I think that's honestly insane, and I think it's funny just seeing, um... (laughs) Things that you thought were so crazy when you were younger and now you're just like, no, you were wrong. Which I mean, most things I thought when I was younger were just so, so wrong. So yeah, sorry, that was a little rant on zodiac signs and astrology. I'm not really into that stuff, so I don't think I'll do an episode about it. But maybe if I got like, what, I feel like, you can't you get like your astrology sign like professionally read or like tarot cards? Is that related? I don't, I don't know. Will someone let me know? But yeah, I don't think I'd do an episode about that. But I'm sure someone else will. And if you're into that stuff, then do an episode about it because I'd be very interested learning about astrology and like zodiac signs because I think it's cool. It's just has never really worked out for me. So we're reaching the end of the episode and I just wanted to do like quick little wrap up before we got to the conclusion but make sure to dm me or comment on youtube what your personality type is and or your zodiac sign and also mention if it's accurate or not like i want to know if anyone has one that's 100 accurate it can be your zodiac sign or your personality from your personality test or the anagram whatever let me know i'm i'm dying to know also if you have the same one as me or four birthday twins Also, let me know because that's cool. And again, why are so many people born in December? And this episode was super fun to record and that I hope it lets you get to know me better. I know that I never really did an official get to know me episode. I was thinking that maybe when I reached 
um, 1,000 followers on Instagram that I might do a Q&A episode just of questions you want to know about me, my podcast, my blog, school, advice, whatever. So let me know if you'd be interested in that. I don't really want to do it right now because I feel like I wouldn't get enough questions, but I'm waiting till I get to like 1K because I think that'd be cool and fun. But this was just a little get to know me and yeah, super fun, great time. It's been like 50 minutes or something, which is 50 minutes of me talking about myself because I'm the best. Yeah. So don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, follow, do all the things. This is just your second reminder because if you didn't do it the first time, then what are you doing? I mean, I thought this was your favorite podcast. So I don't know why you haven't done any of those things, but also... If you're new here, welcome. Probably should have said that at the beginning, but hello, welcome. Oh my god, I just realized that I never say my name in any of these episodes. Have I ever said my name on the podcast? Oh my god, ah, I feel so dumb. Hi, I'm Carmen. Welcome to the Girly Girl Podcast. (laughs) 50 minutes in. Ah, okay, I really need to start introducing myself at the beginning, don't I? Because if someone just randomly listens to these, they're going to be like, who is this girl? What is her name? I don't know. Wow. Okay, we're just gonna end, we're gonna end it right there. Bye. No, I'm kidding. Sorry. Okay, but make sure to check out all the links in the description of this episode to find my blog, newsletter, link to the personality test, etc., whatever. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the girly girl podcast if you haven't already. And thank you all so much for the love and all the support. And also, a lot of people told me they wanted me to do this episode, so I hope this met your standards. I mean, I know I I have high expectations. I'm sure when I'm editing this, I'll have some extra thoughts. I mean, this is weird, but whenever I edit it, it's, like, kind of fun because it's, like, I get to listen to it, too. Because I don't listen to my episodes, like, when I post them. I think that's weird. But just, like, listening to when I'm editing, it's kind of fun and I make myself laugh. Is that bad? I don't know. But anyway, you rock. You're a bad bitch. And I love you. Bye.